Just get Dragger out of there and nuke the place, understand? Understood. Now, you mentioned a price. Ah, yes. I'm willing to offer 20,000 new yen when I hear confirmation that Dregger is safe and the gang is toast. Okay. So what you're talking about here is potential gang genocide. You're talking about blowing up an entire gang. Now, that's not a problem for us or for the gang, but you're talking about putting us on the map and not in a good way. You know what I mean? You're talking about faking the death of your friend but we'll be very much alive and we'll be targets. So I think that if we blow up the whole joint, we should get more money. The key's got a point. We're sticking our necks out for you. And that's worth more than 20,000 new yen. Whether or not you blow them all up isn't a concern of mine. I just care that there are no witnesses alive to tell the tale. If there are no witnesses, you shouldn't be on the map. Well, what you care about is Drager getting out without anybody suspecting that he's still alive. But if we're found out, you don't care about us. You just care about your friend. And I accept that. But what I won't accept is this low pay for such a volatile situation. Well, what do you think would be fair? 50,000. 50,000. That's quite a high number. But I understand that neutralizing an entire gang is asking a lot. How did Drager get there in the first place? I'm afraid I can't tell you that. Is the person responsible going to be at the building, at the party? Drager's responsible for being there. But his reasons for being there are going to change with that phone call I mentioned earlier. You guys are going to have to get going pretty quickly. I'll increase the price to 35,000 new yen. How many can we expect to encounter? I don't know. Could be four, could be four dozen. I really don't know. Got it. We got a deal on my end. Okay, 35,000 new yen. Downstairs is an empty purple van. There's no driver. I have someone controlling it remotely. He'll drive you out there but he won't be sticking around. The return trip is up to you. Is there anything else you need to know? How close can he get us? The van will drop you off a kilometer away, safe from detection. I assume then you guys will sneak through the woods, get to the building, get Dreger out, and blow up the place. If you can convince him, Dreger can drive you back. If not, it's a long walk back to civilization. Not impossible but it would be quite a hike. What kind of security are we talking? As far as I know, it's just a bunch of low-level gang scum who will be armed with pistols, clubs, blades. I don't have intel about any perimeter defenses. I have your numbers. I'll send you a packet with the location of the shack and Dreger's comlink number. Call him when you get close and try to work something out. For now, you have to get going. Guys, I just need to go next door and get my stuff. How about you, Jet? Do you have enough ammo? Yeah, I'm ready. Good. Kurt goes next door to his room and collects his supplies, 
They all then head downstairs to find the bar is empty, save for the bartender behind the bar. Outside the black jug, they see a purple van. The doors open automatically. Get in. I get in the back of the van. I wait for the other two to enter, knowing that I'm going to have to utilize whatever space is left. Hez bows her head low, making herself as small as possible. When she puts her full weight on the van, it creaks and leans to one side. They didn't tell me anything about trolls. Don't get anything dirty back there. I hate cleaning this thing. The doors close and the van takes off, headed north out of San Francisco. Night falls as the van continues towards its destination. Lights are getting fewer and farther between, and the roads are getting less well-maintained. You know, I've lived on these streets my whole life, and I don't recognize any of you. If we might die together, I gotta know. What's your story? You want the honest answer? No, I want you to lie to me. Oh, was that sarcasm? Okay, yeah. To be honest, I don't really know who I am. It comes back in fits and starts. I was from a place far away from here. I don't really know what I did, but I'm starting to know what I'm good at. What about you? There's not much to tell. The streets are my home. I do what I have to, even if that means stealing or lying. I hustle to survive. Does it have to be this way? I mean, I can't remember why I came here, but I can tell that I wouldn't have chosen it now that I am here. What do you mean, now that I'm here? In this place, doing these things. One day I'm come out of a car trunk, and the next day I'm going to go blow up an entire gang of people. Does that seem right to you? Well, for us sinless, it doesn't seem there is any better way. This is my first time doing any wet work. It's my first time, too. We're going to get wet? Are we infiltrating an island? Wet work means killing, son. Ah. You still in? I got no other choice. Let's just treat it like any other job. Get Drager, get out. A milk run. Easy. Something tells me that's not true. Alright, if you lovebirds are done flapping your jowls, we're almost there. I'm gonna pull over. You're a little less than a kilometer away. Your comlinks should have the location. Once you're out, I'm turning around and getting the frag out of here. Nothing good ever comes from these jobs where I drop people off in the middle of nowhere. The van comes to a stop and the doors open. As I get out of the van, I make no sound when I hit the pavement. Upon exiting the van, Jet senses a subtle tug in the back of her mind. She turns in the direction of the pole but sees nothing but dark woods. The more she tries to focus on the feeling, the more it seems to recede into the recesses of her subconscious. I feel strange, but I can't focus on it now. I turn my attention back to the job. Don't act like you got cinder blocks for feet. Go in quiet. There's a dim light far off in the distance, right where the comlinks say the shack should be. They begin moving towards it. I take full advantage of any cover that I can fit behind. Hez, see if you can get a hold of Dreger. 
I dialed Draeger using the number that I was given. Inside the shack, a party is in full swing. Gangers populate the main room, drinking, smoking, and swaying to the music. Prostitutes are laying down on tables doing stripteases. A cloud of smoke makes the room hazy, which matches how Draeger is feeling at the moment. He's had a few drinks, but isn't as drunk as he's letting on. He's watching the gang celebrate a job well done, fully aware that beneath them in the basement, there are enough explosives to vaporize them all. His comm link chirps, and he answers without looking at who's calling. Delta 7-6. Delta 7-6. Draeger hangs up the phone, the wheels turning in his mind. He knows exactly what this means. As of now, he has no backup and is effectively a deniable asset to Knight Errant. His undercover mission must have been compromised somehow, and he's completely on his own. This could be the worst news Draeger has ever gotten in his whole career as an undercover Knight Errant operative. Well, I take a deep breath and start drinking a little more. A dwarf with a long yellow trench coat approaches Draeger. Hey, Draeger, boss wants to see you. <laughs> uh, all right, fine. Half her. All right, we're. Yeah, all right, let's. Let's talk to him. Draeger walks to the boss's room. Outside is a menacing looking guard with twin katanas on his back who looks apart from the madness that surrounds them. He nods at Draeger from behind his death mask and opens the door. Draeger, close the door and come over here. I gotta have a little chat with you. Yeah, I'm fine. Sonic Realms needs your support to survive. And the easiest way you can help us is by leaving a review on iTunes. It's free, only takes a couple of minutes, you only have to do it once, and it helps us forever. Game Mastering and Narration by Paul Greenleaf. Draeger is played by Marcus Freeman. Jatangeline is played by Mackenzie Paulus. Kurt is played by Chris Tomaso. Hez is played by Torvald Tempestus. Additional voices by... Charles Greenleaf, Mac Ellis. Editing, arrangement, original music, and production by Paul Greenleaf. For more story, character details, production notes, and how to support Sonic Realms, please visit sonicrealmspodcast.com. To learn more about the world of Shadowrun, visit shadowrun.com and shadowruntabletop.com. The Tops Company, Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company, Inc. has granted permission to Sonic Realms to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Sonic Realms in any official capacity whatsoever. All other works mentioned in the podcast are the property of their respective owners. Original content of the Sonic Realms podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 unported and share-like license. If you use any part of the show, please credit Sonic Realms. And hey, thanks for listening. And the easiest way you can help us is by leaving a review on iTunes. Cat, really? The cat meowed? The cat is meowing. Oh, because she hears you talking. So loud right now. Cat, do you want to support us on iTunes? Can you even, do you even know what an iTunes review is? Meow once for yes. <laughs>